Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from your Belinda, California. I'm back from South Carolina. I almost said Southern California. I know, but I was traveling. Sorry, everyone. I was traveling. We were busy, busy, busy. We were busy being celebrity judges at a Battle of the Bands. Yes. With with Dr. Dre. Son. son, Dr. Yes. Gray's son. Um, and what else did we do? Oh, we were at church. Sunday, I was sick. And Sunday, you were sick. You've been sick. You were sick for a while. I've been out of it, but I was broadcasting even sick. Yeah. Well, glad you're back. Yay. It's been pretty amazing. Hello, Robert. Hey, Robert. Long and, time no talk. And hello, Cindy Hauser. How Hi, are you? Cindy. Nice to see you. Uh, Robert's bringing up something. I will probably tell about tell you about it in the next few days, and it'll be one of our advertisers oh. because I can I have a story to tell. An advertiser? It will be an advertiser. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, it'll be. I'll have a little commercial. Okay. I, I tell you what I'm going to tell you is you will be. Do I know it? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to surprise me. <laughs> no, it's the th- it's the thing I are have back a, here. Are you a, a retailer now? Yes. Oh. I decided to, yeah, I mean, with these results, did you see me yesterday? I was yeah. bouncing off the walls. I mean, in a good way, not a negative After way. 16 hours on a plane. 16 hours on a plane, three planes. But, you know, Andy and really church. likes, Andy's, a, uh, he really likes new things, though, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see me walking, running up and down the stairs? Yeah. I'm telling you, I know, we're talking about stuff you guys don't Your know about. Your faith has made you well. And my so, faith has made me well. But yeah. more than that, Light. 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 Amen. God is light. Uh, hey, Hooked on Jesus. Nice to see you. Hi there. Yes, the dynamic duo, he says. Um, yeah. So we, um, we, were, we were a little bit dynamic today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have a great story. Yeah. About what we did today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, so um, stay tuned. You're going to want to hear what I have to say about what we have here, the next, the new advertiser. In addition to Edify. We're not leaving Edify. Uh, I don't even. Have we talked to anybody from Edify in a while? <laughs> an email though today Billy all right my friends let's get to the scripture um we and we'll tell you how our day was and all this kind of stuff we had an amazing day it was spectacular so after the devotional we'll tell you all about it but for now we're reading from charles spurgeon morning by morning for february 16th uh, the reference is philippians 4 11 that says i have learned to be content whatever the circumstances Charles says in this devotional, this verse shows us that being content is not our natural propensity. Weeds naturally spring up in the same way covetousness, discontent, and complaining are as natural to us as thorns are to soil. We do not need to plant thistle and brambles. They come up naturally because they are native to earth. And we do not need to teach people to complain, <laughs> for we complain quickly enough without ever being taught to look do at, so. Look at toddlers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. In contrast, however, the most precious plants of earth must be cultivated. If we want wheat, we must plow the earth and plant seeds. And if we want flowers, we must dig a garden and give it continual care. Contentment is one of the precious flowers of heaven. And if we desire it, it must be cultivated. It will not grow in us naturally, for it is the new nature alone that can produce it. Yet even then, we must be especially careful and vigilant to cultivate and maintain the grace God has sown in us. 
Paul said, I have learned to be content, indicating that at one time he did not know how to be content. There was a cost of great effort for him to attain the mystery of that wonderful lesson. No doubt there were times when he thought he had learned, learned it, but then failed again. And when at last he had learned it and could finally say, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances, he was only old gray, only. He wasn't. He was an oldie, old gray. <laughs> Let me try this again. He was an old gray haired man living at the edge of his grave, a poor prisoner locked up in Nero's dungeon in Rome. If we desire to attain the same degree of contentment, we must be willing to endure Paul's afflictions and to share the dark, cold dungeon with him. Never entertain the notion that you can learn contentment through knowledge alone. This lesson requires discipline. It is not a strength that comes naturally, but a science to be acquired gradually over time. Something we know from experience. So believer, hush your complaining as natural as it may be and continue to be diligent student in the College of Contentment. Oh, so good. That was really good. And I know you have lived through this too because I, I felt like before I met Jesus, I had this restlessness that was like deep in my soul, this inability to stand still uh, and always looking, whether it was new work or new relationships or new ways of doing things, it was always this hunt, right? Mm. You felt that before? You felt that before, yeah. you know, and so yeah. um, coming to Christ and especially being married, because it's, you know, first time I've lived with a man other than my father, uh, this was, this was the lesson front and center. This is what the Lord um, has been walking me through. And at times so unbelievably painful, like he was literally pulling out roots. Mm. And it really is this feeling of pulling out roots, pulling out the root of discontent, <laughs> you know, and oh, it's such a, it's such a glory. I, there is no greater gift in everyday life than that feeling of contentment. I really, um, I'm truly learning all new things from the Lord, but that one is one of his greatest gifts. Yeah. You, you chuckle because you've seen I it. I see it. <laughs> As you've mentioned before, I'm a spaz. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really, it's just so, it's such a gift. It's really, it's a really, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit because I have cried, I have begged the Lord to give me peace and patience and contentment and it is a work in progress it, it's something that you got to show up for mm -hmm. it's not something that you wake up and you say lord make me content and then you go about your way and like bingo it's there no it's a discipline yeah it is it, you work at it you work at contentment he's like you know god is like i will partner you know god's like i will partner in this with you but you have to take hold of it you have to cultivate it to grow it, yeah, to water it, uh, and so this is just this is awesome advice. I love it. Me too. We have a couple names in here. Let's see. We already did we say hi to Kate yet? Nope. Good day, Kate. Hello. Oh, this is yours. I'm sorry. Uh, I took your job again. <laughs> and we said hi to Hooked on Jesus and Don. Hey, hey, hi, Don. How are you, Don? Nice to see you. And Carrie saying hello. Hey there. 
Oh, Kate has a praise report. Just want to thank you guys. That's including you all too, for praying for a home church. Praise God. He led me to a wonderful church. Oh, so happy to hear that. We even studied Amir Safarti's book on Revelation and his workbook. They listen to Jack too. Oh, nice. they must if they recommend Amir Safarti. All the way in Australia. Have we told Jack yet about our uh, Australia connection? No. I, it, told, I told somebody else at the church, but I have not told. If, if he explodes in Australia, he needs to thank us. <laughs> thank me, Kate. <laughs> Well, that's just so Kate, awesome. Yeah. Kate, like the Lord is just so faithful, so good. Um, and that just really, uh, that really makes me happy. Mm. And more. I hope uh, you have a lot of many, many beautiful Sundays to look forward to. And Don says, click the thumbs up, peeps. Yes. 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 Like, subscribe, subscribe, share. Yes. Tell Fantastic. your friends. And Carrie saying, I had experienced the last three years of crazy uh, to obtain contentment, right? Because when the Lord, you know, who the Lord loves, he chastens. And when he wants to cultivate the spirit of contentment, oh God, he'll challenge you. Mm. He'll push you to the ultimate limits. And it's not one of those, uh, it's not one of the challenges that you readily know is from God. But when you really pray about it and meditate about it, that, that, anxiousness the or the anger the short temperedness that stuff all at its root is discontent mm -hmm. and um and so when he loves you he will put you through the ringer with that one so that you know assuming that it's a problem for you that you that he just he uproots it it's such a gift it is yeah. I, I i felt i feel like Although I, you know, I was raised a Catholic. I went agnostic for a very long period of time, maybe fifteen years or so, and then um, and became a Christian in name only. What I call it, a kino. Okay. <laughs> um, that in those times, I know that God was with me the entire time, watching me, going, "Yeah, you're wrong. oh, oh, you took a wrong turn. Go to the yeah. like right. you guiding me." And the one thing that He gave me, He goes, "In the meantime, I'm going to give you contentment." Uh, for most things, not everything, but for a, a lot of things. A lot. Um, and uh, I've always been uh, uh, critiqued, I guess it is, in, in some cases that I don't get fired up about little things or even big things. I didn't get fired up. Uh, business falling yeah. apart. I acted like the day was it was the day was a normal day. I mean, watching you have no work and very little money and eagerly yeah. running around taking care of your kids and buying a bit, <laughs> you know some chicken nuggets here and. <laughs> Some hot dogs over there. I mean, you look like you are on cloud nine. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing about it, which I, I learned and, and really um, love what it says here in this devotional, that when you have contentment, it, 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 it changes things around you. It, it doesn't only change you. It allows you to still process. When, you, when you're in a, a, a state of high anxiety, you don't yeah. process well. So you, you you'll say things that you don't that you want that you'll need to take back <laughs> now again i'm not there's things that do set me off and i i i want i just i i don't know there's certain things we talked about it today that i i that's where i need the contentment and i think god if if god had not laid the foundation for me in law enforcement i'm being shot at i was always one of those guys that got on the radio during the shooting and i'd say 3k3 and they go 3k3 we're involved in a shooting 
And they, they go, we didn't believe you because <laughs> you need to get a little bit more excited. And so it was bad in that sense. <laughs> you know, the guys who would scream, we did a tow truck. I go, what are you getting shot at? No, we just need a tow truck. Well, it sounds like you're, you're getting shot at. I'm getting shot at. And it sounds like I'm calling for a tow truck. It was the opposite. Um, but I think because my mother and I, God rest her soul, um, everything caused anxiety, everything. <laughs> it was. Oh, I looked quite familiar. <laughs> oh boy, so many things I do remind Andy of his mother. I don't know if that's bad or good, but yeah, he married his mom. But I, I think God realized, hey, listen, I'm going to give you this one gift. Uh, you're going to come around in when you're about sixty. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna love me. You're going to, uh, you're gonna allow me to dwell inside you because up to now, you know, up to that point, you're gonna continue to push me away. Um, but I, I'm going to give you something that is going to come in handy and you're going to be able to reflect on how important contentment is. And he goes, because, but when you, when you finally accept me as your Lord and savior, and, uh, I begin to dwell inside you, you're going to have a few things we still need to tweak and it'll be easier if I've already given you a foundation. Um, and, and then you taught me some lessons today in our discussion. When we discuss certain things, there's certain things that we have difficulty discussing. One of them is you know, the kid's mom. And, uh, and I get, that's the place where I don't, Let's I can't. make sure we explain because I'm always the nice one about it. Yes. FYI. Okay. Yes. I'm the one that's always trying to be supportive. And I do have a point in sharing all this with you um, because it came together today. Now we had a wonderful day. We were, uh, we, she, Eddie was asked to speak and she allowed me to join her. Um, and uh, we had an amazing time speaking at this group called uh, Glow. A Glow Ministry has been around for 60 years. Amazing. In 167 countries. Yeah. And and so that was amazing. We met some amazing people. We had some amazing um, uh, connections that we made with the people, divine appointments. Um, and so on the way home, of course, it doesn't take long. I get in the car and then cling and there's a text and like, then it, like I go from like, wow, God is great. <laughs> glory to all. Fantastic. You guys have, and this is where this point I, I, I finally want to bring you guys in is that you have this thing where, you know, you, you've read the Bible, you're reading a devotional and you're singing and you're listening to gospel music. And, and then suddenly that thing. <laughs> it, it comes out of nowhere like the devil says he all right knows. oh you're like, having okay. oh they're having a good time right now watch this <laughs> and he sends the he sends his uh dart hits me between the eyes and i go how is it possible because you know like seconds yes we we don't need we just barely get to the parking spot parking actually we did get the parking lot it was happening yeah, while we're in. in the parking lot and um so you add that to now, now we have our relationship that is, that gets pulled in. And in the past, I struggle with contentment because uh, now I'm listening to two women. <laughs> it wasn't bad enough, it was one. Yeah. At least one of them you love. I do. Which makes it a little bit easier. But this is where God's word becomes so true and being in God, the fact that we just got done praying, I don't know how many times, 10 different times. Um, hearing from him um, that being in the word, uh, being as close to God as, as we are and to um, allowing him to dwell inside of us and to be part of our marriage, to be the, the three of us. Um, I think it was a great demonstration 
of when all of those things are hitting. <laughs> when they matter. And that even when the devil comes in, we can, he's no match. No match. Amen. He's no, he's no match for a marriage in Christ. He's no match for uh, Christ um, being involved in a discussion when you have him in the middle. Yes. Um, so I hope all, I know it was a long road to get there. But uh, I'm telling you, this is a thing that if there's one thing that causes turmoil and sometimes have caused us to, to, to be apart for a, a few hours. I think today was a demonstration of, of God's power and the power of contentment to be, um, to understand we have a, a wonderful life, regardless of, you know, uh, a whole bunch of other things that there's, this is just one of those things we're going to have to deal with. And that's what she taught me today, that is, this isn't going away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how you respond. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing you could change. Yeah. Did that, did that come together? I hope. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a really long I mean, road. I but... just happen to know what you're talking about. Maybe the others, maybe none of that came But they, I'm sure that you do. I'm sure all of you who are watching this. Have that person or thing. Yes. Yep. Poke you between the eyeballs. It could be a son. It could be a daughter of a teenager. It could be a boss. A boss. Uh, we heard from our friend. A family member. Our, a parent. Yep. Our friend Priscilla, who was in a job that just like oh, she was. Priscilla, that was horrible. Yeah. It, no changed. matter what she did, it was it was a uh, it was a struggle. And then one day, God told her to she's got to find a different job. Yeah. Um, and so there's these things that happen. So I, I um, yeah, you you this commitment uh, commitment contentment is is a uh, skill that you have to. Uh, train yourself and nurture as, as uh, Charles says. Um, and, uh, and always bring God into every discussion. I, I don't know how I didn't do that before. <laughs> I'd be a lot more well off. Uh, so Carrie says she understands. You. Thank you, Carrie. At Thank least you, Carrie, Carrie does. And Don says she's got to go to sleep. What? She says we're a blessing. Thank you. See you here hey, and there on the air. How can you possibly leave this this exciting show? <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Don. Sleep well. I'm going to send you some of my new things that I'm going to tell you about later. So oh, oh, good. Oh, that's a good question. I love oh. this topic. Okay, so did you catch Pastor Jack's Wednesday, Wednesday sermon? I think a lot of us on air uh, did. So I'm going to take the liberty of discussing it. So if you're to if so what's your take on current events? Um, so yes, we were there in the flesh. Poor Andy came running from the airport and he came right as Jack started speaking. So we had to sit in the back, even though I had a seat for him. Um, but the take uh, that I particularly want to cover is the, the objects in the sky. And um, I love the way that Jack pulled this all together for us because he said, okay, the balloon, we all know, okay, Chinese balloon, blah, 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 shouldn't have flied over. But the other objects um, claiming to be shot down, no wreckage, no refuge, no, no rescue attempts, nobody knows or can explain what they are, the whole topic of UFOs comes on. And he, he explains to us as believers, he's like, don't believe this deception for a minute. And they went through a ton of Bible verses about deception in the last days and that how even deception would, would mislead the elect if he would, if the Lord allowed it. Um, and he said that this is demonic activity. Do we not know from the Bible that demons inhabit 
objects, people, beings. Um, we know they they um, inhabit idols. We know they inhabit people. We know that they roam the earth. We know that they come from the heavens. And he's like, this is demonic activity. And the believer has to trust that and know that ultimately God is in complete control and not be frightened by this because me and Andy were talking today um, that that could really, I mean, if you thought COVID freaked your friends and neighbors out, can you just imagine if they were worried every day that there's a flying object above them? <laughs> like that would, I mean, most people would lose it. I mean, it, I think that could cause a, the great falling away all by itself. People saying, forget it. I don't believe why, you know, how is this happening? But he's like, hold fast to your faith because you know, you know from the Bible that this is possible and you accept and you and you expect deception. So don't be deceived. And I just love that because when I first heard him saying this, I was saying to myself, oh boy, people are going to think we're crazy. <laughs> like we like it's bad enough. And you brought up a great point because you're like, wait, if you say it's demons, they say you're crazy. But yeah. if you say it's UFOs, everyone's like, probably ufos yeah. like it's much easier for people to believe ufos <laughs> yeah. than demons so i loved it it was brilliant oh kate agrees kate says it was brilliant yeah yeah there was a um and carrie too and lisa says yes too and carrie saying senator john kennedy after ufo private update meetings told americans to lock your doors at night exactly <laughs> That's the point. Like, you think a COVID was a lockdown? Can you imagine the government coming on air every day saying, okay, we're having other sightings. They're over, they're, you know, they're over Southern California now. Stay in your homes. I mean, it could be such a manipulative tool. Mm -hmm. And even, it could even be innocent because they don't know what the, what the objects are. But they don't care. But they don't care. No. It's, it's <laughs> they're hoping that there's something they could use manipulation, to manipulate sure. uh, people away from God. Exactly. Uh, to cause them fear when you when you cause people fear as i said today i don't know if you caught this you, you probably because you listen to every word i say yes um is that a that i said a man who lacks courage is already dead yes and that's what they want they want us all to be dead yep. dead to god uh if they can and achieve that they can then the they can then take take over they can um, make you do the stupidest things so they're chipping away at some of these people there's people that i knew that I had thought one way about them, that I would I found that they were so fearful, such fearful people. And I go, wait, what? And they were Christians. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that that's part of what the Lord is calling all of us to. All of uh, all of us that are walking with the Lord and that have discernment and have that that calling that we are, you know, the remnant that we are the soldiers of Christ is to help those that are fearful around us to help build them up. I really believe that, you know, the mission field is home. The mission field is our own homes and our neighbors and our churches and our friends. I, I've uh, come across a number of my friends too that are great, beautiful Christian women, but are suffering greatly from fear, mm -hmm. um, whether it's sickness or other forms of depression or other issues. And we have to walk alongside each other. We have to be there for each other. We have to love on each other, encourage one another, um, remind each other of scripture, remind um, each other of God's promises, because we can't do this alone. This has gotten so bananas that we can't do life alone. And that is why the Lord says, do not forsake the assembly of the saints. 
not just to worship it corporally together, not just to hear the word, but to be there for each other because we're going to need each other. Amen. So, you know, all of you who have people in your life that are fearful, like, um, don't give up on them, you know, just do what we can. We know we have to all do our part to help um, our brothers and sisters get through these times of crisis. There's a group, um, it's kind of like a Boy Scouts or like a ham radio group. And I don't know what they, they but they're, they're, that's like husband and husbands, fathers and sons or fathers and their children. They uh, are part of an organization where they have balloons that they send up in the sky and then they have um, uh, transmitters on them uh-huh. and they track where the balloon go, where the, where the currents take the balloon. And one in this group is saying that we had a balloon near the, I think it was Lake, Lake Michigan or something like that. He goes, one of our, pl- one of our uh, balloons is now missing. And they think that that might be one of the things they shot down. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous is this? But, see, but that's what I'm saying. Yes. Is that we have to realize <laughs> that we are, as we said, we have facial recognition software that can detect Ahmed walking down a street in Manhattan yes, yes. from how many thousand feet in the skies? I said, so we do have the technology and let's assume nobody is stupid. So the fact that they cannot find the wreckage means that they didn't shoot something that can be found, you know, and that's why Jack, Pastor Jack brought up the incident in 2019, where the object disappeared into the ocean and traveled 500 miles an an hour under, under the water is that they can't go in the water and find it because they didn't shoot something down that's of this world. And so we, as those explanations start to come out that we don't actually know what they are, we have to take comfort in knowing that there are wicked powers in heavenly places and Mm -hmm. that they um, will do great deception on the earth. They will show wicked signs and wonders. They will raise the dead. Yep. You know, so we see a, you know, a former dead person walking around. Are we going to lose our faith? You know what I mean? It's, it, 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 it will be very bad. It'll be very, very bad. And it continues to get worse. Yeah, they could find my they could find my Oakleys at the bottom of Lake Mead when I jumped in the lake in 1997 I mean, with, a, with two with a beer in each hand and I couldn't grab my. Well, oh. how do they investigate homicides? I mean, you know, we're able yes. to find a, a toothbrush in a at the bottom of a cement lake. You know, what I mean, we we do have the forensics, we have the technology. Um, it's just not findable. Mm. Um, and Kate's uh, saying. Oh, Carrie says they also need the UFO to be the explanation why we disappear. Yes. <laughs> Amen. You're right. That was good. It's okay good. to be afraid, that. but to faith, uh, but faith pushes us beyond the fear. The disciples were afraid. The greys were afraid. God says, do not be afraid. I'm here. Amen. That's what I'm saying. We walk <laughs> alongside each other, right? Is that, you know, there will be moments in all of our lives. You know, um, a dear friend of mine got a terrible cancer diagnosis and she was afraid of course of course i mean that's just it's devastating Mm -hmm. it's devastating and that we have to be um the sons and daughters of the lord to be salt and light in the earth does not just mean to strangers it means to those that we love that we will um help them through it we'll pray over them we'll intercede for them and we'll walk them through that fear and that pain yeah, one thing that we talk about in uh, in police academies and when I'm training police officers, uh, especially young police officers or officers that are you know going through the academy, is that to, to make them understand that you can be fearful. You what? can be afraid. The bullets start flying. People start screaming. Blood's everywhere. 
you you have a feeling of fear, but through training and uh, experience, you will understand how to overcome that fear right. with courage. The, the courage that God gives us, the courage that training and experience gives us, especially with God, is so much more powerful than the fear that we feel. It is there, but it is overcome. Amen. And that's what's so important. And so, to, to uh, you know, if everybody ever says, well, I'm, I'm never afraid, you're, you're lying. Okay. You're lying. So that's not what we're not saying. All of our fear disappears. We have fear, but with the courage of God, we are able to, to overcome. overcome. Amen. Great explanation. Very seeing is exciting to see prophecy fulfilled and know that Jesus is coming soon. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you. Elisa saying, I'm praying, Holy Spirit, make me bold. Amen. Should be all of our prayers every day. Give me the boldness. Give me the boldness. I got an amen. Yes. I got an amen. Yay. So, um, oh, no, let's read. I thought what um, Jim oh, wrote yeah. was really, really good. So let's. <laughs> Jim explains what Paul was being content um, yeah. through. And we should consider it in light of our own lives. Read it. Or you want me to? Read it? Uh, you read. It. I want to hear you read it because today you sounded like a, 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 old, a Persian Billy Graham. A, yeah, a Persian Billy Graham is what she <laughs> sounded like today. So go ahead. Uh, Paul is the ultimate example of suffering for the followers of Christ. Consider what his school of contentment existed of, and this is all um, from Corinthians, folks. This is in um, two Corinthians eleven twenty three to twenty seven. I have been in prison frequently, been flogged severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false brothers. So basically from every side. <laughs> I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Take comfort in this, my friends. God gave Paul nothing that is not available to us as well. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Mm. And it's very instructional, as he tells us in Philippians, after he went through this in Corinthians. Um, so that scripture, the entire verse 411 is, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. But he gives us the subscription for how we find that contentment in the face of difficulty in um, Philippians 4, 8 through 8 and 9. So he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, those things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Mm. Think of those things. So when we're angry, we're agitated, we're anxious. We have to remember these things. Again, we're in partnership with the Holy Spirit to effectuate these things in our lives. We can't just roll over and think, oh, well, the Holy Spirit's going to do it. I'm going to wait till the Holy Spirit does it. 
the Holy Spirit is our comforter and our advocate so that we do it, calling to mind the scripture, calling in mind the promises of God. Think about things that are good, that are holy, that are beautiful. And literally going through those visualizations. I learned this great lesson um, from one pastor once who said that she goes through every morning telling herself, and especially when she's agitated, I love my husband. I love my children. I love my life. I love my home. I love my friends. Like literally running through the list of all the things that she's grateful for to calm her down. And I think that's great advice. That's, that's what Paul's telling us. Think of whatever brings you joy. It's a pet. It's the, you know, it's the ocean, whatever it is, whatever God's grace is in your life that truly brings you joy. Think about those things when you're anxious or agitated or angry. Um, and the God of peace will be with you. So when you're angry at your husband, do you then say, I love my children? No, I say, I love my husband. Oh, even Honestly, when I've been angry at you, that's what I do. You've been angry at me? Never. I mean, rarely. <laughs> it's really rare, extremely rare. But those moments when we have a timeout, mm -hmm. I go, I don't thank you, Lord. You've given me the most wonderful husband in the world. <laughs> I literally, I do. I literally do that. Because when I think of everything lovely, God changes my circumstances. I understand it. He changes it because I've done what he's promised to give me if I do it. it makes total sense. It's God's promise. When I was very much into uh, CrossFit, and when I was, I know you don't, you always question me, but I was also instructing CrossFit classes, uh, burpees. I hated burpees. Oh, and so nice. when I would do burpees, I'd say, I love burpees. I love burpees as same, I'm doing. Same, yeah, same it's the same thing. thing. You just same say that, thing. yeah, you love the thing you hate. <laughs> to get you, to get you. You're just hate temporarily. You're just aggravated. I got you. Oh, okay, so gosh, now that is suffering. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah. And Cindy says she loves Philippians 4. It is so encouraging. Amen. Mm. Katie says the secret is finding that sweet spot where acceptance and peace reside. Yes. Yes. And for Cindy right now, it is that new puppy. Most of the time. Yeah. Until, you, until the puppy pees. On or the bites you with those sharp little teeth that they have. <laughs> <laughs> I love my puppy. <laughs> uh, say, I love my husband when I'm angry at him. It calms the emotions. It so does. Yeah. So does. Yeah. Uh, I've never had to do that. I've never angry at you. Oh, <laughs> such a lie. But I love that you say it anyways. Speaking of lies. <laughs> um, yeah, earlier, again, at this event we were at today with Aglo. Aglo Ministries. Ministries. A little gem the Lord has created. It's just a little, it's an amazing thing, folks. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but it's all of these wonderful people in all corners of the earth getting together to to praise the Lord, but to call on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They move in spirit and in power. It was awesome. But one of the things they said is that uh, uh, truth is the devil's kryptonite. And where I was thinking of that is that anytime, it's almost something you can throw out there to find out if the devil's present. You speak truth, and then if you hear a <laughs> um, then you, oh, the where is he at? Um, and I was at a case in South Carolina just yesterday and um the day before yesterday i was testifying and when i was going through things based on a question an attorney would ask me and i was speaking the truth the judge and we had a miserable it was a miserable angry man um and when i would be speaking something that was very 
important to bring truth to the case as to what was going on, that's when he would lash out. He'd say, okay, all right, I've had enough of this. When, when are we going to get to the point? I don't need to learn, know about all this stuff. I need you to ask questions about X, whatever he was saying. He would oh get so God. angry. You should have, I wish you would have been there. It's like a meeting. Your, your jaw would have dropped. And then I would, I'd answer a couple of questions and I get to this one other point and a point that was really important to the truth. And he would like, or the opposing attorney, one of the things I'll just say, so inside of a car, I'll explain this really fast. Okay. When narcotics is inside of a car, for a dog to sniff the outside to find it, the best way, and this seems really strange, but it's important to understand that the windows and doors need to be shut. Because what happens is the old, the odor builds up inside the car. And then as it builds up, it has to go somewhere because the odor doesn't stop coming off of the substance. The, the scent molecules continue to replicate. And at some point they have to squeeze out the cracks and crevices. Detection dog comes by, smells where it's seeping out. And then the dog can tell you where the thing is. That's why they check. That's why they sniff seams, seams and cracks. And cracks in it. But if you open a window, and in this case, there were four people inside the car, I believe, three or four people. And during the stop, those doors came open and people had to get out. Now, what are you doing when you open the door? Smells getting out. Yeah, you're diluting the odor because fresh air is coming in and the odor is spilling out. If, it was, if you could just imagine water is the odor, it just spills out. Sure. And as trucks drive by, it blows it away. And then doors are shut. And one of the windows was, or one of the windows was open, and so it's it's getting so diluted. So, but what, what I was talking to this lady that was the opposing attorney, she says, um, "Well, isn't it true that the, that window was open on the passenger side?" And I said, "Yes." And then she goes, "Well, that means there's more odor for the dog to smell." And I just I, I went like I, mean, I, I looked, gotta say that's a, that's what you were common sense would tell yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and I looked at her like a dog. I went, I go no, and I, then she goes, "Well, why is that?" And so I went through this explanation. I said, because it's diluted by fresh air. You're on the side of a road. Cars are driving by at 60 yeah. miles an hour. Airs. <laughs> and she's going, that makes no sense. I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me <laughs> that you're, you're throwing air in an outdoor environment, not an enclosed environment, but outdoor environment where I go, look at that picture. It was a frozen on the screen, this big gigantic screen. I said, you see all that air above the car up into the blue skies? And she goes, yes. So I, I quit. And she goes, yeah. I go, all of that is fresh air. All that fresh air is going through that car. The windows are open. There's not, I go, so you're trying to tell me there's more odor because fresh air is coming to the car? She goes, yes. <laughs> and then that's when the judge lost it again. He goes, okay, what, what is, oh, and he got so angry. And I'm going, you guys don't understand. I go, listen, I've studied this stuff for 40 years. I don't know what it is you want to think, but, but it's the anger that comes out of it, out of the, when the devil's present and you're, you're giving them truth. Sorry about this whole thing. You're looking at me like, Andy, this is, this is not our show. <laughs> um, but it's just like those things, like you, it's so hard. It's kind of like the, the thing about the, 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 um, uh, what, what was Jack, what Jack didn't call the devil uh, 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 about the things in the sky. What do you demonic, call demonic uh, figures and, and yeah. it's like that uh, that idea like well god it's in the bible right the, the, it's I didn't a, say god did. yeah god did this stuff it's is in the bible and god. he's not been wrong about anything in this bible i mean you, you keep wanting to find fault in what he says and everywhere you look in that bible is truth it, it, there's truth found in the history you can go ask somebody who's agnostic or an atheist and if they are true to history they'll say yeah i gotta say 
that what they wrote in the Bible actually happened because we were able to find these artifacts where we have right. other writings that are not Christian based that say the same thing. Right. I go, so you're going to tell me that, uh, that, 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 but these, these few things that we don't understand right now aren't true. Yeah, no, it, so exactly. many things are made so about the story about Israel. Israel is the only country that's come, come back from being, um, exactly. First uh, country that was recreated in a day after it was, um, destroyed and disappeared sorry i got i got a little crazy on that that but. was great <laughs> kate says so interesting thanks <laughs> yes but you didn't know i know so much i mean i can consider myself a dog sniff expert <laughs> maybe one day uh cj whitney hey guys good to see you both good to see you too thank yes. you for joining us and cindy says too that's very interesting i get your point truth angers the enemy it does yes. and they get so mad in all kinds of crazy circumstances. I mean, just say that uh, man can, men cannot get pregnant. You just say that. I, I got the two months suspension. Right? <laughs> it gets so angry. It's it's not just that they just argue with you and say, you know, I believe that men yeah. men can get pregnant. And they just do that. No, it's not that. They just go, what? You're a bigot. You're like, you, I but it's the truth. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, and we Show can, me one man that's gotten pregnant. And if it wasn't... Um, deception and if it wasn't the lord's plan people wouldn't get so angry that mm. it, 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 it's the enemy's plan they wouldn't get so angry if it wasn't hitting that that confrontation of good between evil right you know it just becomes so vociferous so antagonistic because these forces of good and evil are colliding right and you want to say things like Okay, I believe that these are either are just balloons like from Disneyland that are still floating, or or they're demonic figures. And you tell me I'm crazy, but you believe that men can get pregnant. Let me just explain that to me. <laughs> like I'm the crazy one. Right. <laughs> All right. Anything else? <laughs> what what was your favorite thing? Do you think of uh, today that you can share? Uh. So. Honestly, I, I was nervous about the event and the Lord just kept speaking to me about not being nervous and the words that he gave me to speak. And um, and a lot of it was somewhat of the fundamentals of how we break uh, de of deliverance. How do we break strongholds? How do we break generational curses um, and walking them through that? And I told them, I said, you are all seasoned saints and I'm humbled by the opportunity to speak to you because I. Um, you walked with the Lord so much longer than me, but if you allow me to, these are the things the Lord put on my heart to say. And I uh, went back and forth with my host before the event. Cause she's like, well, just know that everybody here has the spirit and everybody walks with the Lord. And then afterwards, so I did what I did. I said, I said what the Lord put me there to say, I, there was no going about it. I was going to do what he told me to do. And afterwards, all the people who came up to me were like, my daughter is going through this. My grandkids mm. are going through this. My you know, best friend's going through this. My sister is going through this. And so I, it was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful to get confirmation that what the Lord put on my heart, it wasn't necessarily those women in the room, but inspiring them that there are people all around you who do not know with certainty that, that Jesus is the Lord. Mm. They may have accepted him as savior. They may be doing church but they do not have Jesus Christ as Lord um, and they yeah. do not have the Holy spirit and they are not walking with God. Um, they're doing church, but they're not walking with God. And um, 
that that's just my that was my favorite part. And praying with people and um, getting insight from the Lord about what they were going through and and giving them a word that was from the Lord about what you know what their callings may be. It, it was just awesome. You know, one of the things I, I've learned, and I, I think it might be one of my favorite things too, uh, that you you can get the idea that the audience, like you, one thing you always as a speaker, you want to know your audience who you're speaking to, right? I mean, that's one of the the rules. Yes. That's 101 of a public speech. Yes. And that's why I called her about it. I was like, who's my audience? However, one thing I have learned, and I, I can use this in the, in the dog training, of course, always. Always. <laughs> Is that even when I was training, I was training dogs all over the United States and in Canada and South America and Europe, and then it would be presented that oh, this these people they've been around dogs for years, they know they know, they know everything, they know, yeah. yeah. And I then I would almost start to panic a little bit yeah. and think like, what am I going to do? But it, it I did that a couple times. But what I learned is that I I start off the speech saying, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit to the basics because I know that all of you have been in the dog world for a while, but I want to, I want to revisit the basics and then, and then get, and then wrap up to where, you know, maybe I'll bring some things that are maybe new to you or some things that I've discovered in my, in my research and that kind of stuff. And the interesting thing is, is that when you start at the basics, you will remind people of things that they forgot and they're going, Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. Like as a simple thing, I'll give you an example. I've been training dogs at, at this point, maybe for 15 years. I've now been doing it for 40 years. So at 15 years is the worst time to be an expert, an expert in anything because you're not right. You think you are, well, I've been doing this for a decade. So I, I've done it all. Right. And I'm thinking I'm all that I'm teaching men all over the place, men and women with their dogs. And uh, I'm sitting there as a, a co-instructor. And one of the problems with police dogs often is that when you tell them to, um, from, from a sit to go to the down is that they crawl forward and move forward for police work. We don't want them to do that because often we're behind cover and we want our dog to down. We want him to go straight down. We don't want him to go down and forward because now he's not in cover. <laughs> right. And sometimes they'll pull you out too. Like you got, now you got to go out to get him. So this, this, it was annoying. And I was going, I want my dog to go straight down. I want my dog to go forward. And this is a little thing that, you know, I just kind of just had in my mind. Some guy in, in our class, here I am, I'm one of the instructors and here's my other guy. And this guy goes, my dog moves forward when I tell him to down from a sit. And he goes, ah, I got this. And, and it's a simple thing. He takes, he goes, your dog like treats? And he goes, my dog loves treats. So he has a hot dog, right? And he said, for four weeks, what I want you to do is take the treat, go from his nose and then go down and then back between his front two paws and tell him down. And what the dog has to do to get the treat is rock back to get the treat learned behavior and i'm and i'm watching him and i'm going and back then i would have said mother i'm not gonna say <laughs> and i said and i went what the hell of course i didn't do that in front of everybody yeah. but afterwards i go son of a gun but that's the basics yeah. okay now to get to my point about what you did today is that all i think it's i think it's very similar in 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 people who go to bible studies and and read devotional that kind. Of, what they want to believe is that they've 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 they've, they've solved all the basics, or they've 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 they've, they've, they've skipped that. I've already been there. I know that. But sometimes you're going to bring up little things, and you're going to bring them back to the to the to the base, the foundational knowledge, which the foundation is the most important. If you don't have the foundation, you can't understand the more complicated, Amen. the more difficult, the, the more difficult things. So I think always there should be a little bit of foundation sprinkled in 
to the the bigger picture. And it was more. easier for me to do that because I was giving my testimony. Yes. So I was like, you know, just bear with me. I'm going to walk you through what the Lord walked me through. Yep. You know, so I think there's even more grace given to me because they're like, okay, well, she's telling her version. But just so many of the women came up to me and were like, wow, light bulb moment. I need, <laughs> I need to ask my daughter, do you know where you're going when you die? Yeah. Like, I know she's going to church. Right. And I know that. Um, I and, think they, and they've never done that. Yeah. Right. Never, no. Yeah, you don't never. do that in their own home. No. <laughs> so I never asked my daughter, does she know? <laughs> That's the treat yeah. between the legs situation exactly it was awesome <laughs> like wait i'm supposed to do this at home too yeah i'm supposed to do it to my kids my grandkids yes yes, yes. gotta teach Amen. them about jesus christ oh. so crazy. if you're wondering why i'm so excited i'm telling you i got this new thing i gotta tell you about it is amazing i'm on fire i'm this, actually on fire you're on fire because we were drenched in the Lord's <laughs> holy spirit today what I can't explain yesterday, but today, that's what I'm going to attribute it to. Carl, I knew it was you. Hi, Carl. How yeah, you know? I, I just knew. I'm a C. Whitney. I mean, Carl oh, Whitney. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Carl, I'm suspended on Facebook for a, a, yes, a, Facebook, yeah. another 48 days, I think. I got two months. I got, I got, a, I got probation. For, for, for two months. a naked Hunter Biden in his underwear. <laughs> he wasn't naked. Balloon. He was in his underwear. I've, I've seen girls where who wear less clothes that no, they, 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 Facebook says nothing. They are just saying that that's not true. Hunter was not hanging from the balloon. That's not what the th that's not what the suspension was. What did it it was about him being in his underwear. Oh, he was obscene. Yeah. Obscene. <laughs> it, it said nothing about it not being true. About him not hanging from a balloon. <laughs> yeah, whoever, I thought it was for the truth. <laughs> you violated community standards because it wasn't true. Oh, rats, you caught me. It wasn't true. <laughs> I can't believe how many of the little Bible foundations I missed, like Wonders in the Sky, Jack mentioned. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see? Every, I mean, it, it's just the same reason why we go through Bible study and we'll review a chapter. Every time we review it, something new pops up, you know? Yeah. Um, why we read the same verses over and over again. Uh, God reveals new things all the time. So it was just awesome. Right. I, I think this is an important. Today was important. Um, lesson. It was just an important example of of letting that idea that these people are seasoned or have been around for a long time um, is a is is not something that you need to worry yourself about. Yeah, well, because I and I, and it really it caused me angst because I knew what the Lord had told me to talk about. You know, mm. I knew that that's what, and I couldn't deviate. So now I just had anxiety. <laughs> like, how is this going to come across that I'm giving a message? That they don't need to hear. Like I had, I had injected my thoughts and fears into the discussion when I had certainty of what the Lord was telling me. Yep. So you're right. Next time I won't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Met some great people there today. Yeah. Uh, so happy Fantastic. that. Uh, so happy I went. I'm so glad because you gave too. me the option. Like, man, there's going to be a bunch of yeah. uh, people there. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want to go. No. Yeah, you were my eye candy. Everybody was telling me, <laughs> wow, yes, yeah, it's good. Stop it. That's not, they were, yeah, they were, they were so. serving alcohol at this event. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> it was just lukewarm water. Uh, and maybe a little cup of coffee. Yeah, lots of coffee. Uh, all right, anything else, my love? I think that's it. Are we calling it a day? I think so. Glad to be back with you all, you guys. I miss uh, not being on the show. Yes, I do too. So we're happy to see you all. 
happy to see Carl on there. Yeah, Carl, you're going to have to subscribe on uh, YouTube. Yes, hit, hit, hit the, the bell. bell. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. All of you that are watching, hit the bell and uh, make sure you get a little reminder when it is we go on. Um, again, we try to be on at least four days a week if we can, but sometimes it's just not possible due to travel. And always we try to do it this time, 8.30 or 9 o'clock um, yeah. Pacific time. Anything else that we have coming up? We, what's that, do we know in our home churches? Uh, February 26th. Sunday, February 26th. Really? That seems like around the corner. It is. I feel like I just, I just did one. We did. Oh, I only did a little bit. Oh, in terms of speaking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I have to move the furniture around. <laughs> got to make the food. Oh, you got to make the food? <laughs> I got I to gotta make the food. Really? Juan makes the food over at the Iranian place. Well, Iranian place. Iranian. I'm sorry. Iranian. I cooked the salmon last Oh, you and did. The and, the, both, and the Brussels both, sprouts. Both months. <laughs> yes. December you make, and January. You make way better Brussels sprouts than that restaurant we went to the other day. Yours are more amazing. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. But thank you for saying so. Lisa has to rewind and hear from the beginning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there was some Lisa. amazing stuff at the beginning. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good devotional. It's a great reminder. Of yes. Contentment. contentment. The, import, the importance of contentment. Be content. Be content. Make um, grace shine upon all of you. Would you mind uh, praying for Priscilla's uh, daughter-in-law, Dill? Oh, she yes. calls it Dill, and, and the baby. baby. Yeah, because it's still things it's are inside still. Inside still. Okay. And we just want to make sure it stays inside long enough to make sure that all the parts are cooked. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, dear Lord, thank you, thank you for all of these uh, beautiful people that are here on this devotional with us. Um, regularly we are so grateful for the fellowship and for the sense of community that we're building lord and we ask that you use each and every one of us um to be faithful servants and to be sons and daughters of your kingdom that we are there for one another and that we lift our brothers and sisters up whoever may be in need lord and that you use us mightily in what you're doing on the earth and all of the trials and tribulations that are coming upon um the earth lord that you will keep us strong and faithful and courageous and bold uh and that we will not only protect ourselves and our families but our loved ones and our community members lord and that um as one we will abide in you and you will abide in us and we lift up priscilla and her daughter-in-law who's holding her little baby girl in her tummy and that we ask that you um, that you make an anointed time that is safe for that baby to arrive into this world, Lord. You you fashioned her since the beginning, since the foundation before the foundations of the earth, Lord. You've numbered the hairs on her head, and you have a great mm -hmm. and mighty purpose over her life and life. And um, that we ask that you keep her safe, that you keep her safe, and that you keep mother and baby healthy. Uh, and we keep all of our listeners healthy Lord and um, strong and in love with you and uh, fulfilling their purposes on the earth, Lord. Uh, we love you and we honor you in everything that we do. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Now this picture I got last night and right now, again, it came back to me as you were talking about the, the chaos going on in the world. And I'm sure somebody else has said this, but uh, I just get this picture. It's almost like a movie where you have the, the hero of the movie and he's, he's walking through a battlefield with bombs going off and planes crashing and, like that movie, and, and the mines. Bridge, the, yeah. 
and I just got a, like a, I got a cigar in my mouth. I got a handgun and a knife and I'm just walking. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. I'm just walking right down the battlefield and all this chaos is going on around me and bullets are going past me, but none of them are touching me Aww. because I'm walking with Christ. Amen. And that, that's, that's the kind of picture yeah, that we got. <laughs> that uh, that's, that's that uh, the world is falling apart around us, and yet we're going. Hey, God said it was going to be like this. Joy of the Lord, <laughs> joy of the Lord, may it fill you, folks. Amen. All right, my friends, we love you guys. And don't forget Edify Podcast Network. Yes. We are part of the Edify Network. E D I F I dot A P P. Like, subscribe. It'll be a great blessing for us. And um, there's a lot of cool programming on there. So check it out. Yes. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God bless. God bless. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.